Hello guys. Hi. It's me. It's Triple H Malawa. I hope you're doing well today, wherever you are. I hope you're feeling positive and I hope you're feeling very hopeful and that you're in a very good frame of mind and in a very good space, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. Uh, welcome to yet another episode of The Frozen Thoughts Diaries with Triple H Malawa. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, depending on what time you're listening to this. I hope you're ready to receive everything that I'm, that I have in my spirit stored up for you today, and I hope that you're ready to to impart with me on everything that is within my my being right now, because I feel like what I'm about to share with you today is relevant to everybody, and to a very large extent, it's what. Christianity is all about and unless we truly understand what I'm about to share with you today we can never truly fathom the nature of Jesus Christ and we can never truly fathom the humanity of Jesus Christ and all of this has been packed in fact just about everything I'm about to share with you today has been packed in, in two simple words and one single verse John 11:35 Jesus wept. Yeah, take a moment and digest that. Jesus wept. For some reason, when I woke up this morning, those were the first words that came to my spirit upon opening my eyes. And since morning, throughout the day today, I'd been asking myself, what exactly is it? about that scripture which makes it so powerful and what's the significance of Jesus weeping and why would he weep and it, it left me asking a lot of of questions and asking a lot of wanting to know a lot more from God and just seeking to understand why this was such a significant thing that Jesus Christ did for him to weep that it it was put in a single verse of its own it does not sorry um, it does not say that he he cried it does not say that he wept i mean this is not a sight that you you would see every day can you imagine god crying exactly it's like seeing your mother cry for the very first time. It's not a common sight. But when you do see that happening, you know that it's something you will never forget for as long as you live. Or, or can you imagine seeing the president of the country weeping or crying? Or, or a king crying in front of multitudes. Can you imagine that? Now, this is Jesus, not just any other man and not just any other king or just any other God. It's Jesus Christ himself, the ultimate manifestation of God in man. And, and he wept. And it left me uh, questioning an awful lot of things about, about Jesus Christ himself. And before, I'd get all, before I got all the answers I'd been asked, questioning God and the only thing I really got in my spirit was the fact that 
Jesus really was human, just as much as he truly was God. Because it would, emotions like that can only be felt if you, if you are really human and if you truly are in touch with your humanity. And Jesus Christ was very much in touch with those, with all her emotions. And, but I still wanted to understand more about the nature of Jesus Christ and what exactly does it mean that Jesus wept? Why is it so important that Jesus wept? Why is it so important that it would deserve an entire scripture on its own, an entire verse on its own? And it was as if God was speaking to me as I was having a conversation with him earlier, questioning and answering. And it was as if he was saying it was, it was to show you that there's no amount of suffering that Jesus Christ would let you go through, which he was unwilling to bear himself. And there's no amount of grief that he would let you carry, which he was not willing to carry himself. In fact, I feel like this very scripture is the one point where we get to learn more about Christ than any other words that he had said throughout the Bible. He wept. And to understand this further, I, as I was having a convo with God, I trying to f- find answers behind this. Two simple words. Uh, he instructed me to go read about the death of, Lazar, of Lazarus and, and he will reveal all the answers to me as I, as I read. And that's exactly what I went and did. And I'm hoping that you've got your Bible close to you because I'm going to share the word with you today. Um, we're going to read from the book of John 11, which is where I want to highlight about, about Christ and how human it really was and but let's let's just first read the Bible before I go deeper into this. The death of Lazarus, of Lazarus, John eleven, starting from verse one. A man named Lazarus, who lived in Bethany, was ill. Bethany was the town where Mary and her sister Martha lived. This Mary was the one who poured the perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. The sisters went. The sisters sent Jesus a message. Lord, your dear friend is ill. When, the, when Jesus had it, he said, The final result of this illness will not be the death of Lazarus. This has happened in order to bring glory to God. And it would be the means by which the Son of God will receive glory. Verse 5. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet, when he received the news that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was for two more days. Then he said to the disciples, Let us go back to Judea. Teacher, the disciples answered, Just a short time ago, the people wanted to stone you. And are you planning to go back? Jesus said, A day has twelve hours, hasn't it? So whoever walks in broad daylight does not stumble, for they see the light of this world. But if they walk during the night, they stumble, because they have no light. Jesus said this and then added, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I will go and wake him up. The disciples answered, If he is asleep, Lord, he will get well. 
Jesus meant that Lazarus had died, but they thought he meant natural sleep. So Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, but for your sake, I am glad that I was not with him, so that you will believe. Let us go to him. Thomas, also called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us go with the teacher so that we may die with him. Verse 17. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had been buried four days before. Bethany was less than three kilometers from Jerusalem, and many Judeans had come to see Martha and Mary to comfort them over their brother's death. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, Lord, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask him for. Your brother will rise to life, Jesus told her. Verse 23. I know, she replied, that he will rise to life on the last day. Jesus said to her, verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me will live even though they die. And all those who live and believe in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she answered. I do believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Verse 28. After Martha said this, she went back and called her sister, Mary, privately. The teacher is here, she told her, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up and hurried out to meet him. Jesus had not arrived, had not yet arrived in the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. The people, the people who were in the house with Mary, comforting her, followed her when they saw her get up and hurry out. They thought that she was going to the grave to weep there. Mary arrived where Jesus was, and as soon as she saw him, she fell at his feet. Lord, she said, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. Jesus saw her weeping, and he saw how the people who were with her were weeping also. His heart was touched, and he was deeply moved. Where have you buried him? He asked them. Come and see, Lord, they answered. Jesus wept. Verse 35. See, see how much he loved him? The people said. But some of them said, He gave sight to the blind to the blind man, didn't he? Could he not have kept Lazarus from dying? Verse 38. Deeply moved once more, Jesus went to the tomb, which was a cave with a stone placed at the entrance. Take the stone away, Jesus ordered. Martha, the dead man's sister, answered. There will be a bad smell, Lord. He has been buried for four days. Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? They took the stone away. Jesus looked up and said, I thank you, Father, that you listened to me. I know that you always listen to me. But I say this for the sake of the people here, so that they will believe that you sent me. After he had said this, he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. He came out, 
his hands and feet wrapped in grave clothes and with a cloth around his faith. Untie him, Jesus told them, and let him go. And that's the end of the death of Lazarus, or the story of Lazarus, rather. And there's so much wisdom and there's so much insight packed in all of this. This entire passage about Lazarus and how lengthy it is. It, 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 from verse 1 all the way to verse 44, we are being told about the story of Lazarus. And it goes to show you how significant this passage truly is and how many lessons we can truly learn from, from this very same passage. And for me, I want to focus on the humanity of God just from this, of, of Jesus Christ. Because oftentimes I tend to feel like People tend to think of Jesus Christ as this superior, sovereign God who, who is just God and was never human even when he was on earth. And, and that is the furthest thing from the truth because God, God gave us Jesus Christ so that we can believe in him with better ease because he had manifested himself in something that is more like us. So, so God, was, God was, Jesus Christ was God's ultimate gift to us and ultimate symbol of love for us as humans and and this is a man who despite being full god and full man he still felt all of the emotions that human beings felt he felt it from grief to sorrow to pain and to, to temptation and to to joy and happiness. He felt all of those things. And this is the, for the very same purpose that Jesus Christ was given to us as man. To remind us that he is man and that he understands how we feel. And he, he, he will never let us go through pains that he has not been able to bear himself. That he has not been willing to bear himself. And even he felt sorrow. So, But this passage really leaves me confused and, and, and leaves me wondering a lot of things. But, because Isaiah 53 verse 3, uh, it also says that a man of sorrows, the prophet foretold and acquainted with grief. This was, this was Isaiah describing Jesus Christ, that he was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. Even before Christ came, they already knew his nature. And surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. This was also Isaiah 53 verse 4. And he, just take that for a moment. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. This is Christ and that he has took his, our pain and all our griefs upon his shoulders. And Isaiah had said this way before Christ would come to to. to to this world in, in, in the physical and and when you realize this that he he will bear our own griefs and our sorrows you get to realize why he wept for Lazarus so he wept for Lazarus because he 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 loved him so much that he carried his sorrows and, and his burdens upon his shoulders and because we, we we need to realize that Christ, Christ was, Christ did not cry because he had lacked faith. He cried because he was full of love. And he cried because he was a human. And he cried because he loved Lazarus. And, 
if you check on Matthew 28 verse 38 it goes on to say that his soul was very his soul is very sorrowful even to death this was when Christ the last 24 hours of Christ within the last 24 hours of Christ's life and before uh, before crucifixion and you realize how as he was praying that he felt so much sorrow that he so much grief within him that he, he could almost die and in, in Hebrews 5 verse 7 it also tells you that he prayed with loud cries and tears and and, and in John 11 33 it also tells you Jesus wept and I want to highlight the fact that he did not weep because he lacked faith but because he was full of love and we can only weep for those we love and even when he knew that Lazarus would rise he he had said that he, this illness does not lead to death to death it is for the glory of god so that the son of god may be glorified through it this was in in, in the very same passage we read and but in verse 4 when jesus had this he said the final result of this illness will not be the death of lazarus this has happened in order to bring glory to god and to be the means by which the son of god will receive glory so you read this so jesus christ knew that lazarus was was sick and he knew that lazarus was going to die but still he remained where he was and he was just 3 kilometers away and yet you from just this for alone you get to learn that Jesus Christ lets us the Lord God in in his totality lets us go through sorrows and lets us go through grief and pain and and all kinds of tragedies at times to bring glory to his name to bring glory to God so the final result of the illness will not be death of Lazarus so there are times when you'll go through situations which people will write you off and people will feel like this is the end and there was no way you're going to go past this and and it feels like it's the end of you and the devil feels like he has won but but because god he because he loves us and he 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 drew lazarus out of the jaws of death and and show that the next time around i'm going to put my own life on the line it's just if he was saying that when he when he when he let uh, when he when he let lazarus be sick to a point of death and you need to realize uh, i want to focus also on the emotions of jesus we must realize that jesus loved it's in verse 5 it says he loved martha and her sister and lazarus yet when he received the news that lazarus was ill he stayed where he was for two more days so just because you you are still going through your, your your storm or your trial does not mean that god is not head or does not mean that god is not been aware or nor has god not been watching christ knew that lazarus was sick but he still remained where he was and and he even he told the in verse 11 he also tells the the, the disciples that our friend lazarus has fallen asleep but i will go and wake him up and this is where you need to realize that no matter how bad there are situations in life where that are dead but were never meant to die in your life and which god will have to revive and there are certain times such certain gifts that god has given you certain dreams and certain visions that he has planted within you that you think were dead or that we have written off and certain things that people will also write off out of your life but because god he lets he, he brings life even to bones and he gives life 
even to to dead corpses and and he just to just for the glory of God and in in verse 14 and he, it says that Jesus meant that Lazarus Jesus told them plainly Lazarus is dead but for your sake I am glad that I was not with him so that you will believe let us go to him so Christ was glad that he was not there when Lazarus was sick it sounds a bit counter counter Jesus it's, it's, it sounds like it's something Jesus wouldn't want to say he was glad that he was not there when Lazarus died but for your sake so he let Lazarus die for your sake he is glad that I am I was not with him so that you will believe let us go to him have you ever been inspired have you ever wondered why we are always inspired by rags to riches stories or people who have to who overcame all kinds of odds just to be where they are it's because of the very same reason that Jesus let Lazarus die he let him go through a seemingly hopeless situation and let him go through death but not even death was was the final call not because he not even death could could, could could disobey Jesus Christ and when you think of just that alone it gives you such weight in your spirit that God truly is one of us in every sense of the word and he loved us so much and he gave us all of these feelings and emotions that we go through so that we may acknowledge his his sovereignty and also in verse 33 it says that i mean when invest let's first start with verse 32 mary arrived where jesus was and as soon as she saw him she fell at his feet lord she said if you had been here my brother would not have died have you ever been in a situation in your life which seems so hopeless and you feel like god had abandoned you and you feel like God was not there at the time that you needed him the most. But he knew. He had been aware the entire time. And it, 33 says, Jesus saw her weeping. And he saw how the people who were with her were weeping also. His heart was touched. So Christ was touched. And he was deeply moved. Where have you buried him? He asked them. Come and see, Lord. It's important that you, that you, you meet, that you show the Lord the things that are bothering you the most that you that you be open with the lord when it comes to the things that are weighing heavy upon your spirit but some of them said he gave sight to the blind man didn't he could he not have kept lazarus from dying this is verse 37 and from this i get have you ever been in a situation where you people are looking at you like aren't you the one who prays as much as you do, aren't you the one who worships and tithes and fasts and all of those things? Then why are you going through all of that? And it's the same. It's as if people were asking the very same thing in verse thirty-seven. That he, I mean, he helped that person. He and he made that blind see, and he did that. And why not you? Could he? Could he not have done the same for you? Or could he have not kept Lazarus from dying? And at the end of the day, we must realize that we, no matter what we are going through, that he does it all for his own glory, for his 
own name and he has got plans to prosper us. So no matter what you are going through, his plan is still to prosper you. And no matter how beautiful the destination, you might have to go through some fire first. And deeply moved once more in verse 38, it says, Jesus went to the tomb, which was a cave with a stone placed at the entrance. Take the stone away, Jesus ordered. You need to take the stone away out of your life. The one thing that's keeping you from leaving your, your cave, you need to get out of it because I'm already pressed for time. And Martha, the dead man's sister, answered, There will be a bad smell, Lord. He has been buried for four days. So Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? Have you ever gone through a situation so bad that you felt like God would not, be a, would not even want to be a part of it? That God will not be, will not be interested in, 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 in even coming close to you? And yet he says that, didn't I tell you that you would see the God's glory if you believed? It's funny how God is always attracted to messy situations, how God is always attracted to, to, un, to hopeless situations, and just, just so that we can see the glory and just so that we can learn to believe by seeing Him manifest the glory of God through His own being. And they took the stone away. Jesus looked up and said, I thank you. Father, that you listen to me. I know that you always listen to me, but I say this for the sake of the people here, so that they will believe that you sent me. So Christ first prayed and thanked the Lord for what was about to happen. And not because he, he did not know that God listens to him, but so that the people around him knew that he came by the name of the Father. That is always very important, that people always know that you are sent by the Father and that your Father is the one who listens to you. And for your faith in God is what makes people believe. And after he had said, this is verse 43, I'm about to close. After verse 43, he says, after he had said this, he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus. Come out. He came out, his hands and feet wrapped in grave clothes and with a cloth around his face. Untie him, Jesus told them, and let him go. Now, this is very important in, in, in this specific verse, in verse 44, the last verse of the story of Lazarus. That He said, come out. So the first thing he asked, he asked that the one thing that was preventing Lazarus from getting out of his death or deathly situation was the rock that had closed that grave. And Jesus it does not say that Jesus Christ went inside the tomb, but it was probably very smelly. He just opened it and he, from outside he said, come out. And just those two words were enough to arise Lazarus from the situation he was in. And the very last words he says to them, he says, untie him. That's release, that's freedom. And let him go. So unless you've been untied, you will never truly be free to enjoy your freedom. And yeah, it's, it's so much to, to go on about this. And, and we need to also realize that as Christ, after weeping, Christ did not, he, he did not despair. It was not tears of despair and it was not tears of resignation. He went from tears to action. And, and, and rather, he, his tears were tears of affection and, and, and his, 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 he, though the death had occurred and though he knew that the death was not final, he, he moaned that death, but he knew that it was still going to be overcome. And 
this is why he was greatly troubled. Because his friend had died. And though he knew he had the powers to bring him back to life, he knew he had to mourn what had happened. And this is why we should never really suppress emotions. Because the emotions that we release are sometimes, oftentimes, a sign of prayer. I don't think that Jesus Christ would have been able to perform the miracle that he did had he not let go of his emotions first. And Because oftentimes we get too caught up in our own emotions as we believe in God and as we pray to God. And, and this whole scripture of Lazarus, we also begin to realize that not even death is greater than the word of God. Not even death can steal us from God. Nothing can separate us from the love, from the love of God. Not the angels in heaven or the, the demons in, in, below the earth. And this is just the ultimate symbol of that, that nothing can separate, separate us from the love of God. That even though Jesus was greatly troubled and though he was shaken up and unsettled, he, he still loved us so much. He still loved Lazarus so much that he, he drew him out of death. And it was he who, Christ himself, who laid his life on the line later on. And this John, John 12, 27, it says, now, now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. This was when Christ knew that this is his very last day on earth as, as, as a full man. And, and you get to understand how, man, how much man he was. And in closing, I, I just want you to reflect on Matthew 27, verse 46 when Christ was on that cross before he took his last breath and saying that, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthan. And think of the fact that God himself, Jesus, thought that Jesus, the Lord, the Lord God had forsaken him. That's how it felt. That's how he was in the deepest parts of say He had took all of our sins upon him at that time that not even God was with him at that time. So Jesus went to hell for us and this is why God was not with him at that time because he had took on our sins at that time. Hence he said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthan. Realize that he loved you so much and that there's no one who will ever love you more than he does. And he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. And he came for the very same purpose that I just highlighted to you here, that to realize that he is God and he is also as much man as we are. Hence, he feels what we feel and he knows what we go through and understands every situation we may find ourselves in, no matter what it is. And so you should never ever lose hope in, in God and you should never go, you should never let any situation let you believe that this is the end. And never let any situation make you feel like you will never overcome it or never make any situation let you feel like it's the end of you and there's no hope for you because there always is hope. Even after death, Christ has demonstrated. And I pray that he manifests himself in you and that your faith in him grows and grows more by the day. I pray for you and I thank God for you all. And yes, guys, this is the end of the Frozen Thoughts Diaries. I truly hope you enjoyed this one particular session. It's, 
it's 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 moved me a lot on a personal scale and i hope it does the same for you and that it gives you a whole new perspective of what god is and and who god is and who jesus christ is and how the role that he had to play and that he had came to empathize with us and be one of us and that he showed this in so many ways he loved he was touched he was gravely moved and and and, and he wept because he loved us because he loves us have a great day guys have a great evening and have a great morning and till the next episode of frozen thoughts diaries i'm out